Gum, I'm Joe Lamborda. This is the Rorschach Georgia update for Thursday, the 10th of August, 2021. Every week, we'll spend about 10 minutes filling you in on the major news issues and stuff happening in Sockhart Valley. On Sunday, the 8th of August, Georgia saw 13 years pass since the 2008 war, which left tens of thousands of citizens displaced from their homes, with over 400 Georgians killed, government officials and diplomatic representatives visited the memorials, paying homage to the memory of those killed. After three days on Wednesday, Georgia commemorated those who who died in the Shindisi battle on the 11th of August during the 2008 war. For those who don't know, during the war, a 21-member detachment of Georgian soldiers came face-to-face with Russian soldiers in Shindisi village. The Russian forces outnumbered Georgia and advised the soldiers to surrender. They didn't. All but four Georgian soldiers died in that battle during the year's commemoration. A member of that 21-person detachment, Georgi Oniani, was presented the highest state award, the Order of the Georgian National Hero. On Monday, the 9th of August, the Patriarch's Ninotsminda boarding school was fined by the state inspector's office for disclosing children's personal data. According to the investigation, back in early June of this year, a Facebook Live video made by the former head of the school, Archbishop Spiridion, made it possible to fully identify the minors living in the facility. As you might remember from past updates, the same school was in the public spotlight for allegations of violence against students. Back in April, the school administration did not allow Georgian public defenders' representatives to enter the facility. Later in June, Archbishop Spiridion was replaced by Archbishop Jacob. Jacob has been thus far cooperative with investigations. Fast forward a few months, currently only 15 of the originally enrolled 53 children remain at the boarding school, while others have either returned to their parents or been moved to foster care. This week, Georgian Foreign Affairs Minister David Zalkaniani presented the ministry's 10-year action plan. The key focus areas highlighted in the presentation were EU membership, deoccupation, and NATO membership. According to the ministry's plan, the process of deoccupation must start by 2030. Application for EU membership in 2024, membership NATO by 2030. On Wednesday the 11th, Three opposition parties, European Georgia, Girchi, and Movement Droa, announced they will nominate joint majoritarian candidates for the upcoming municipal elections. Municipal elections are slated for the 2nd of October. Parties will announce their joint majoritarian candidates on Sunday, the 15th of August. Last week on the 6th of August, Waste Management Service employees at Tbil Service Group went on strike. They demand better working conditions and increased salaries. According to employees of Tabeel Service Group, their work hours increased while wages decreased. The average salary at the facility amounts to about 740 lari, or 240 U.S. dollars per month. Companies responded, promising increased salaries beginning the 1st of January 2022. Additionally, they said all employees will receive insurance. According to Deputy Tbilisi Mayor Irakli Mwaladze, European Bank for Reconstruction and Development has approved a loan which will be used to upgrade the infrastructure of the plant, including garbage trucks. Speaking of working conditions, on the 11th of August, Tbilisi Mayor Kahi Kaladze stated the rise of wages for public servants will be considered across the municipality starting in 2022, after the local elections. Pay rise will aid in the recruitment and retention of qualified personnel. According to Mayor Kaladze, skilled candidates often prefer working for private companies and increased wages will make public servant positions more attractive. 10th of August, cargo flight was launched between U.S., Georgia, and Azerbaijan by the Azerbaijani cargo airline Silk Way West Airline. The morning of the 11th, fire started in the forest of 
Kvadeli municipality. Luckily, after 24 hours, the blaze was contained by approximately 60 firefighters. According to the Emergency Management Service of Georgia, there was a danger of the fire spreading as there was no road reaching the point of the origin. The firefighters had to work on the fire individually. Great news for farmers. The European Union has simplified export procedures for Georgian hazelnuts. According to the National Food Agency in Georgia, this decision was made due to increased confidence in the quality of Georgian hazelnuts. New export producers reduced frequency of inspection for Georgia's exported hazelnuts to the EU. While no doubt the pandemic has hit the Georgian economy, hazelnuts thrived in 2020. Georgia exported 18,000 tons of hazelnuts, which is a 34% increase compared to 2020. 19. Some COVID news. On Monday the 9th, amendments to the COVID-19 regulations were made. Wearing face masks outdoors, where at least five people have gathered, has become mandatory. Holding social events, such as weddings, funerals, feasts, and birthdays, is prohibited. Fines for violating the rules. Wearing a face mask will be 20 lari, about six U.S. dollar. While facilities hosting social events will be fined 10,000 lari, about 3,200 U.S. dollars. This week, Georgia's daily average coronavirus case load hit over 4,500 compared to 4,000 last week. Most of the confirmed cases were reported in Tbilisi, followed by Ajada. On Tuesday the 10th, the country reported record high daily COVID case 5,697 and 54 deaths. In her statement on Tuesday, Georgian Health Minister Ekaterina Tikaradze said that the epidemiological situation of the country is alarming as the capacity of intensive care beds for COVID-19 patients has reached its limit. Following such a sharp increase in daily cases, the Netherlands categorized Georgia as a very high-risk area. Georgian citizens, including fully vaccinated ones entering the country, will now be asked to undergo a mandatory 10-day quarantine. On the 12th of August, a new portal, that's er.moh.gov.ge, was launched for COVID-19-infected patients in Georgia. The platform allows patients to access the services of a family doctor. How does it work? People who test positive can register on the website. The information will then be sent to emergency services and forwarded to the residing family doctor for further monitoring of the patient's condition. On Thursday, the government imposed a three-week COVID-19 restriction, which will last through the 4th of September. During this time, public transport will be halted. However, intercity transport will continue to work regularly. The government will ensure transportation of citizens to main hospitals and clinics to receive the coronavirus vaccines. Sporting events, festivals, and other large events are not permitted. Children's entertainment centers will also be closed during this time. The Georgian Olympic team has finished its collective appearance at the Tokyo Olympic Games with a record number of medals, winning two gold, five silver, one bronze. 35 athletes represented Georgia across 13 sports at the recently concluded Tokyo Olympics. Wrap it up with a headline from the arts world on Sunday, the 15th of August, the Sinedak of Tbilisi festival will kick off running through the month. The works documentary filmmakers will be screened in both physical and digital spaces daily. If you'd like to know more about the festival screening of movies, visit the festival website at synedoc-tbilisi.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show and your favorite podcast listening app. Be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Sacar Velo. Also, if you want to share any big news or events with us, let us know. You may even put it on the show. You can email us at podcast at rorschach.com. Nachfamdis. Nachfamdis.